Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. What would you tell a small business owner? Because it starts, it sounds like you, you know, you work with more, like you said, middle growth companies, yeah. they're obviously larger companies. Yeah. Um, our listeners and you know, my audience is, is more like these micro businesses, solopreneurs, mid-sized companies, or, or would-be yeah. entrepreneurs. What would you tell them is something really important as they build from that more foundational place? Yeah, I love uh, the solopreneur's journey. I think the fundamental question is, do you want to be solopreneur or because because you because of what you do is 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 like creating art or are you like me and you just started out as a solopreneur and you want more and it's a different path and a different journey for that if it's if you if you if you see what you do uh as more of an art more of a job shop type, then, 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 then do that. Don't worry about growing and expanding. But if you want to grow and expand, don't, you know, don't get, don't limit yourself by only ever thinking about trading time for money. So what should, what would they need to do? And I talk about this a lot also. It's like, what do you tell them, right? Because people come in, when they come in as a solopreneur, they very often come in with the talent, the skill, a discipline already. And they say, okay, let me bill out for it myself. Instead of working for the man, I'll work for the men. Yeah. (laughs) That's how I look at it. You know, I always tell people like, well, I'm tired of having a boss. I'm like, well, get ready for 50. Yeah. Get ready. (laughs) I would say find a way to document your expertise in a product of some sort. And don't sell it based on time. Sell it based on the value that you deliver from that product or service. I love that. Can you and give then, an example of what that would look like for someone? Take you know what? Uh, let's let's say you came as from a CPA, right? And I have a bunch of um, clients that are accountants, bookkeepers, yeah, CPAs. Yeah. Um, what would that look like for someone? Let's say you know, let's say similar to you, but obviously very different because of where you landed, yeah. but. They leave their CPA firm. They say, "I want to go solo," um, and so they start billing out as an accountant, as a CPA. They said so they go look for mm-hmm. some clients. Mm-hmm. They go make some lunch dates or just some phone dates, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, what? And again, accounting especially is such a, a service industry. Yeah. What could someone like that do to stop trading dollars yeah, for hours? So, so let, let's say that you're an accountant that you specialize in in, in valuations, and, and you have, you know. I call it your yes and. The, the, your yes is your technical expertise. Degree, degree you, 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 you have, it's the experience you have. But what is your and? What makes you unique? And what makes you unique is what your customers are going to buy. So if I were that person, it's evaluation, I would create some sort of product that gathers information from the customer delivers value back to them that then I could, I could attempt to sell at a, at a very low level entry point just to get the the volume of people. I can help them. There's, there's enough value for the price point. And then I can start having conversations with them 
in that first conversation, I would say, Hey, Esty, I saw that you completed this. Just a couple things that you might want to think about one, two, and three. In my experience, I've found blah, 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 blah. And one thing you might want to consider now, 90% of those people may just say, you know what? I'm, I, thanks for the advice. I'm going to do it on my own. But the 10% that say, Hey, do you think you could help me with that? Well, now you've created a, a, another way for you to help with them. And then if you do help them, I wouldn't sell hourly. I would sell a retainer. Okay. Fair. I, I, and I then you sell. could hire more people. I mean, accounting is one of the easiest places to hire people, but if your specialty is valuations, that might be how you uniquely look at it. So then you have to codify it. Right. And, and you're saying codify it first in a product and a software. Package it up. You know, I don't want people to hear product. I don't want them to hear software. Um, package it up. You can create a binder with, with what you do and how you do it. Don't be intimidated by, you know, the term product or the term or software. You'll get there. Right. I call them service products where basically you've taken your service and you've turned it into kind of a codified entity that is independent of your time at some level. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. That's good. I love that. That's and awesome. Then as, and then as you go, you know, the, what, what, because you've created a product, you're not repeating the same thing over and over again. You're taking them through something that's already developed. And so that creates more and more efficient time. And because you're getting paid on a retainer, that should give you a little more time, a little more stability that then you can further develop that product or hire a team below you that you do the earlier piece the inch, the high level piece, and then the team does implementation from there. Love it. And I yeah. like how you started it, that, which it just is, what do you want to do? And I tell people all the time, like sometimes people come to you like, I, say, I don't want to have a whole company. I don't want to have staff. I say, no problem. Let's make you your own six figure salary that you've created and done. You can yeah. buy yourself a job, make yourself a job. That's totally yeah. fine. Just understand that when you create yourself a job, it's not quite the same as creating yourself a business that you run, right? You, you can You're create exactly a job. You can yeah. create yourself a business different. I, and there's, and there's nothing wrong with either one. There's a lot of headaches with running a business. There's a lot. I, I, I totally get why someone wouldn't want a business or they would just want a job. The flexibility is, um, is a wonderful thing. What I have found is the trap is that I'm going to start, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be my own consultant or I'm going to go out on my own. And what they do is they get their first gig and it's typically word of mouth. Somebody knows someone and because they haven't done everything we just discussed, they get, and they're probably smart more than likely they get consumed by that customer, by that client and the client likes them and they start to work outside of the reason they were initially hired. And so the value that they can add to the organization based on their expertise starts to slip away. Then one day that client looks up and says, I can't believe we're paying Esty this much money. We can hire someone full-time for that. And then they say, Hey, Esty, it's been great. You know what? Um, probably at the end of the next, uh, you know, the next two weeks, uh, we, we probably need to end this. And, and you have not been looking for any other opportunity. So then you spend about three months trying to find the next one. Then you go and find the next one and, and you're relieved. It took a little bit less money this time because uh, you really needed work. 
and then the process re repeats itself because you didn't change anything. And then after about just looking for a job, that's all you're really looking for. And then after about the third or fourth one, you say, you know what? I don't know if this is for me. I'm going to go and get a job again. Because all you ever had was a job. <laughs> that's really all you ever had. You, yeah, you just had a job where you pay the employer share of taxes. <laughs> Pretty much. I like that a lot. That, that's really, and I've seen that, by the way. Like, I've seen that some of my clients. Um, I always say, like, a well-rounded practice comes in three layers. Right? Yeah. So you have your core clients. Right? And those are your mainstays. Everyone's got some of their bigger clients. Um, and those are good. And you want at least two. Ideally, like two to three of those yeah. core clients. Yeah. Um, then you have what I call like your mediums, you yeah. know, and these are the people who come in and out. Oh, the regulars, the mediums, you know, they'll work with you for a little bit, they'll go back. And this, this is if you're a consultant, a coach, a therapist, a fitness trainer, an accountant, like in all of the, the service-based industries, this works. And then you have what I call your one-offs. These people are going to come to you once, never again. But yeah. when you have that, two things happen. One, you don't have all your eggs in one basket. Um, and two, and this is a lot of people don't realize, you're building a word of mouth empire, yeah. right? The yeah. more people who know you, who work with you, the people who won't let in one-offs, but you're losing an entire audience of people who you can help in a short term who will then continue to spread your name if you were good. And yeah. I teach, um, my, my superpower is actually marketing. I'm total right, left brain combination weirdo. Um, so I teach viral, like strategic word of mouth. Yeah. Right. And part of that is you got to have people that you help that can talk about you. Right. And so this, this issue where I've seen it and I've, I've had people come to me where they were like, they were doing something very successful. And exactly like you say, this guy comes and they help and they get deeper and deeper and deeper. And then when that ends, they've got nothing. nothing. And they've got yeah. no word of mouth because they haven't been working with anyone else in who knows how long. And they start from zero. And all yeah. I thought is that they just need to get a new job. That's all, all it is that they're pitching themselves. And now we're in the gig economy. Even big companies are hiring people like this. All they're doing is buying themselves a 1099 job. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And the hard part is, uh, you know, oftentimes people don't really appreciate um, documenting success. They don't really appreciate networking. They only look to networking when they need something. I've had people that I hadn't talked to in, in 15 years. Call me up, hey, can you meet? Yeah, absolutely, get meet with them. You know, turns out they're switching careers and can you help me network? Because they know I'm well networked. I introduced them to five CEOs or executives, say, hey, I really think this, you know, they never reach back out. I'm, I'm thinking, I, I don't understand. It's really no different if, you're a solopreneur and you network only to only when you need a gig, you're doing the same thing, the exact same thing. And I think that um, if you're, if you're going to commit to, to being on your own, whether it's just you or you want to build a business, one of the things that you have to commit to is, is networking and writing about what you do in some form or fashion. And we could, I mean, I know you, you know, content and, and how you describe what you do and your success stories, it's, it, just, it just sort of dominates these days. I like that. Yeah. And, and a lot of people don't because they get, like you said, completely embedded. And, you know, so many people operate from that place of fear that when it's like, you know, the fear is released, they just, they go, they go dark, right? Like, yeah. okay, I'm safe yeah. now. I'm yeah. here now. I'm safe now. And they don't, they don't project further because they don't even want to think about 
what if I ever leave here? Ah, this is good. This is good. Like they don't, yeah. they don't go that far. No, no, no. And I would say, you know, there's a great book called The Power of Habit. I don't know if you've ever read Oh my read gosh, it. I love it. Charles Duhigg is oh totally one of my people. Fabulous uh, book. He, he, he's, he is, uh, I just love, love, love that book. If you're listeners, if you're listening to this, uh, please go buy or listen to that book. But I would say after you finish reading that book, the next thing to do is make it a habit. Somehow, some way, documenting it doesn't have to be tremendous but document um and you don't have, you don't even have to publish it initially just get in the rhythm get in the habit of it but i would say document what you believe about what you do and why you feel so strongly about it just start writing it three paragraphs what you'll find is what you're looking for is consistency if you consistently say the same thing build on that Go look for some other podcasts or books that can help you grow that. If it's one-off ideas, uh, I would say don't go down a rabbit hole uh, because that's going to confuse your market. I like that. I, my habit is I wake up every morning and I write a LinkedIn post. Um, and I'm very active on LinkedIn and that's what I do. And so I, and that is, there is a, there is a consistent theme and I was, um, I still don't know that I'm good at it, but I'm, uh, I was really, really not good. And then I got a little bit better and then I got a little bit better. So don't, don't worry about it. Right. Totally. That's actually one of the things we teach. I'm also super active on LinkedIn. Yeah. It's part of what helped my business really take off to like stable revenue. And so we kind of created a system around what we did and worked for our clients as well and call our LinkedIn 3030. Basically yeah. a set of activities, 30 minutes a day for 30 days whether you've been dabbling or yeah. you're like, you know, fresh to the platform. And one of the things is every day for 30 days, write a post. After that, I tell people you can do twice a week. It's fine. But yeah. every day for 30 days, put something out there. Because yeah. just like you're saying, even if you're not very good in the beginning, you get better. You see what yeah. resonates with your audience. You start to find patterns. Totally. And then after that, you want to do it less often. Cool. But in the beginning, especially if you're a newbie, I tell people, yeah. No one really, they don't remember the next day. If it they was don't. bad, first of all, if it was bad, no one even saw it probably. Like what, so 15 yeah. people saw something bad? Great, don't write something like that again. Yeah. All good, yeah. move on. Yeah. And social exactly. media is great like that. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the best part and the worst part of it, right? Because you do something good in two days, it's gone too. You do yeah. something terrible in less than a day, it's gone because no one really noticed. But you know, I think what it'll do is it, when, when people actually commit to it and they say, I'm going to do that, that's, you're really going to start to separate the crowd. There's people that say they want something. There's people that are willing to do and yeah. work. And, and, and if they do what you just said, they will see benefits. Oh, 100%. I've never seen it not work. And we run right. with the whole system that works with the connections and the DMs. It's like a whole thing. I've never seen it not work. Right. Like right. We call it it's LinkedIn for sales. Right. If yeah. you do these, I have never seen it not work. So if you want to do it, now you have to do it. But I've never seen it not work. So, so this is awesome. And... Uh, Tell me though, so now you've got the business, you're working with these yeah, bigger yeah. companies, it's amazing. What's a current business struggle where you're oh, at? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm glad you said current because I have so many uh, <laughs> over the journey. Uh, the current business, business struggle is um, last fall, well, last year, we decided we were gonna create some software out of the, um, we created a product, we'd created a product where we're, taking people through a system um we had formalized that but 
really through some client interaction, we said, we need to create some software. What we created was uh, a minimal viable product. Okay. Fair enough. Which, which is, which is what you should do. Um, Can I just tell you what I love? I love that minimal viable product and most valuable player are the yeah, same acronym yeah, yeah, because sometimes your minimum viable product is your most valuable player. Absolutely. Absolutely. I had quotes, I had quotes for $250,000 for to, to develop software. Well, um, we went the other way as it turns out, we were still in beta. I mean, it, it wasn't even finalized and I start taking screenshots and having conversations and I, and I went to, larger companies saying, surely you do this well, um, give me a little guidance on what I'm developing. And that, as it turns out, they said, actually, we do that very, very poorly. We need that. So now, oh, wow. I've, now, now I've got a struggle, as it were. I have developed a minimal viable product, and what I need to develop is an enterprise solution. Okay. And I don't have, I don't, that's a lot of money. And and, the, and, and, and even if I had that much money and, and was willing to do that, just because they say they're going to buy it, will they buy it? So along the way, someone told me, uh, he's actually a client now, he was not at the time. He said, Carrie, if I were you, I would just go and talk to CEOs and figure out if you're solving the right problem. Great. So I pick up the phone and start calling CEOs. Take that. Let me, let me, let me. I don't, I hate when people are like, oh, I didn't study for that test and made a 4 0. And I just did that with, I didn't just pick up a phone. <laughs> what I do is I network with them through C, through LinkedIn and I connect with them and I ask for a conversation. I ask for 15 minutes for their input and I value that 15%. If we're in 15 minutes, I cut it off because that's what I ask for. And if we want to reschedule and move on, but through that, they've given me great insight. So every, I'm having to, to, to pace myself because every conversation that I have gives me new insight into the real problem. Cool. And it's yeah. not the problem you thought you were solving the first time. Well, the, so what I had is you've heard of the curse of knowledge. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm eaten up with the curse of knowledge because it's something that I developed. And so what I created was something that was extremely intuitive to me that at the time I'm thinking, well, why could why wouldn't this make sense to everyone? Well, it's because they haven't been doing it for ten years. Right. If if it made sense for everyone, they would never need to hire you. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So um, what I did to overcome that struggle is say, okay, I know this market wants it. I'll give away the software for free, and I'll I will coach executives through this. From that, I will learn a tremendous amount through the process, and make it better down the road. Okay. And is that working? It's working fabulously. Awesome. We continue to tweak and refine and uh, we're learning. We are learning a tremendous amount. It's that's amazing. As, it's not as fast as I want, but that's okay. That's okay. That's cool. Cause I actually have a, so I have a different client who's also kind of like a, again, micro business, but working with very large companies. Yeah. Um, and their model was the opposite. Right, so they were building this massive software product, um, but what they did is they went out and they pre-sold it. I mean, they found companies 
couple that said, we want this so much. And he said, great, I can build it for you. And he had the credibility. He had, he had worked in yeah, it, yeah. Um, but I don't have the investments and I'm not looking to invest. If you guys are willing to invest and you know, like any kind yeah. of quote unquote tech startup, even a certain percentage of the business, not yeah. a ton, but enough. Yeah. Um, you know, you'll be the first users. You'll have yeah. a certain piece of the company, but you're going to fund all the development. Yeah. And it worked. Ah, very cool. I like that. Yeah. So it's, it's a completely different model that I want to throw yeah. it out to you because could be, you could use something like that as you go forward as well. Yeah, it could. You know, I, right now my, my, my focus is, I said growth, I mentioned growth companies and there's, you know, it's a, um, I love working with companies that have big ambitions, big dreams. I just love it. I love it. Someone that, you know, there's a lot of companies that, um, that, that well, I would probably say no statistic, by the way, to back this up. So I'm going to go with the 50, 50, but I would say there's probably at least half of the companies that either do no planning for what they want to achieve and where they want to go, or they do, I'm using air quotes for your listeners. They use operational planning, meaning, right. okay, well, we, uh, we did this much last year. We're going to grow by 10%. And, and, and so therefore that means I can spend 10% more on marketing. It's like, what, what? <laughs> that is and so it's so nonlinear also like real yeah. growth is so nonlinear. Um, like I always teach the bell curve, right? Yeah. Like that's like my biggest, um, because I think so few people understand it, you yeah. know? And one of the things I do when I do our initial assessments of a company is where are you on the bell curve? Right? Are you in that initial, like, you know, slow start phase? Are you in the super growth phase? No. Are you in the slowing growth phase? Are you in the law of diminishing returns? Like, right. where are you? Because that yeah. dictates what you're going to do next. And so, a company who puts an extra 10% in at the speedy growth phase, probably not enough and it's not worth it. A company who puts 10% in when the, they hit the law of diminishing returns, they just need to completely change strategies. That money is going to just be less useful than it was previously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, so many people don't take that big picture into account and they're just like, well, this worked before, let's do that plus two. Yeah, exactly. I would encourage your listeners if they, if they um, wherever they are right now, if, they, if it starts to grow and wherever they are on that bell curve that you just referenced, never stop thinking about um, what it would take or challenging yourself to always be at the start. Because that's where innovation happens. If you wait to start innovating on the back end of the bell curve, it's too late. Yeah. You want to always be doing it. That's, I love that. hundred percent. Because yeah. then you never hit that downturn. Yeah. You know, because the goal is kind of to get up to that peak and then start another one and then start yeah. another one. And yeah. I, I look at it almost like mountain climbing. Like you go, you hit a, like a little plateau. You're like, ah. okay. Yeah. And then you start going. And then you start climbing again. You know, you just yeah. keep going. Yeah. And things mature. But you're not waiting to, um, you're not saying, I'm going to let them mature and die. You're, you're, when you, before you hit maturity, you're, you're challenging yourself again, reimagining what could be. Right. It's that growth mindset versus fixed mindset. Yes. And, and I never, I heard there's a book on it. I never read it. Just someone was telling me about it's it. A, it's a fabulous book. You What's should. it called? I, I don't uh, even know what the book is. Give me a second. I will. Um, because I've heard of it and, and a good friend of mine told me about it. And to me, I struggle to always remember what fixed mindset is. Like I'm always like growth mindset and something else. <laughs> like there's, there's growth mindset because I'm so in the growth mindset that I have to like kind of remind myself that there's another version. 
Yeah, growth IQ, I think, cool. might be it. Or, or I'll keep, I'll keep scrolling. Because for all of you listening, it's kind of just you know, some people fixed mindset. They want to get to a place. They no, want no, to. No, no, no. It's mindset by Carol Dweck. Oh, that's what it's called. Mindset. Mindset. Okay. Yeah. And, Love it. Uh, yeah. Carol Dweck. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, some people get to that fixed place and they're like, okay. I'm happy here. You know, and those people will stay at a similar corporate position or, or at a similar business level. And that's fine. And they're happy there. And I, I, again, like my, um, I'm a certified professional coach for over 10 years. I don't yeah. advertise it because coaches get a bad rap, but for yeah. me, a big part of my work is where do you want to get to? You know, it sounds like you also, like you're saying this entrepreneur journey is great. What is your journey? And so some people want to stay there and that's fine. Let's get you up to that fixed place that you're happy at. Fab. And let's just make sure that we never hit that downturn, that we're always innovating just enough to keep you in that fixed place because otherwise life's a downward escalator. But growth mindset means as soon as I get to that place that I wanted to get to, I'm like, yeah. all right, did that. Next. Okay. So this, this is a really cool story. There's a guy named Chip Conley, and he is actually, um, he's an advisor to Airbnb mm -hmm. and some other really cool companies. But he has started a company um, called modern elder elder academy cool okay and just that name is interesting it's so cool but he but, but the concept is 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 people you don't stop learning because you retire and uh, there could be a second or a third career there but what he what he mentioned and these aren't his exact words but if you look back on your resume and what you say is uh you you just take the same five things that you did and you just change the company title. You think about how much, how how much of uh, valuable experience that you delivered that you just let disappear, vanish. That's your that is a growth mindset to say no. I'm going to build on the next one. I'm not going to do. I'm not a widget. Right. Uh, but anyway, I love that company. That's very cool. All right, I'm going to yeah. check that out. Yeah. All right, this has been amazing, by the way. So where, where can people find you? Where can they learn more about what you do? LinkedIn. Learn about the software. Maybe the software is for them. Like, how they yeah. Get free stuff. Yeah. You know what? I, I would say LinkedIn's probably the best. I'm very active. I do a post uh, daily. I do <laughs> some very silly. We started doing a, um, a Friday, what we call a Friday fun fact. And it's a video and we give some things that we find on the internet that are facts. And I, and I used air quotes again, because we have no idea whether or not they are actually a fact, but it's fun. And I cannot tell you um, how many people say, man, I love your, I mean, like executives that say, yeah, I love that. So what, you know, your version of that to let people know, um, Hey, I am, uh, I'm not stiff. I'm a human. Um, I, I, you know, if we feel like we jive and can do business together, let's have a conversation. It's simply that. Um, uh, but yeah, LinkedIn, you'll find some, uh, some pretty uh, consistent uh, posts. And listen, if, any, if I can help out anyone, I'm always open to a conversation. Okay. I love that. So guys, we'll put the link to Carrie's LinkedIn on the show notes. So at sdran.com slash 67, where you could just search him. Carry room, um, and you'll find them over there. I love it because we also we, I do Fun Friday, um, so oh, I search for funny videos. Um, so um, you know, one week recently we put up um, if email in real life, and yeah. it's really funny. Um, another one we put up recently was oh, what's it called? 
um, how to solve conflict using body language. To like I just hunt for these like funny things. And if it makes me laugh until I cry, exactly, then it goes out to the audience. I love it. Um, I'm gonna have to check it out. But yeah, so hashtag fun Friday on LinkedIn is also like one of my things. And definitely super, super into that. Okay. So guys, check out Carrie on LinkedIn, reach out, learn more about his software. And uh, so Carrie, I like to end off actually with a quote. I like to surprise my guests and ask okay. them to share a quote with us. So you've shared yeah. a couple cool ones throughout the episode. Yeah. So you can lean on one of those. It doesn't have to be your favorite one of all time, but it can no. be. Got it. Um, but Got I'd it. love if you can give us one. Got it. Day. All right. You ready? Yeah. Um, water the seed. Ooh. Water the seed. And the seed is, um, the seed is that thing that inspires you, that it motivates you. So I, I hear so many people that claim they want something and they don't invest in themselves. We have a wealth of knowledge at our fingertips right now. It, it, take the initiative, invest in yourself, water that seed, and you will grow into, into, into things that you just thought were for someone else, and they're not. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a, okay. Guys, on that note, go water your seeds. I absolutely love that. And as you know, now we are in subscriber mode. So for a while, I was asking you for reviews. Those were awesome. Thanks a lot. Feel free to still do them. However, what the main thing I want you to do right now is I want you to share this wealth of knowledge so that you can help other people water their seeds as you water you yours go. by listening to this amazing show. So kindly pause what you're doing for like 15 seconds and go and send a message to someone or tell the person next to you or, you know, knock on the bathroom stall next to yours or wherever you are. All right. And go and tell someone else, you know, you've got to check out the business breakthrough podcast. Like this stuff is genius. It's going to change your life and your business. So go and share the love and the wealth and check out the show notes, learn more about Carrie at sdrand.com slash 67. And we will catch you next week. Carrie, thank you. I love it. Thanks. Enjoy the conversation. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?